everyone. Thank you for listening to Fresh Faces. I'm Aggie Gold, talent agent and former manager. This is my exclusive podcast about how to get your child into commercials, television, and the movies without getting ripped off. Hi, everybody. This is Aggie Gold, talent agent, former manager, and here to tell you everything you've ever wanted to know about getting your children into show business and more. Things you've never even thought about. Like, what role do you play in your child's career? What really will happen to your life if your child becomes famous? What will happen if they don't? It's not, it's just not enough to have people stop you on the street saying how incredible your child is. Just look how he holds that rattle. Oh boy. But do these people actually know what it involves? No, definitely not. So last week, we discussed, does your child express a desire to do this? So when you asked yourself my questions, how did it go? While your child was watching the TV, did you take a front row seat? Was he engrossed in the story? Did he sing along without you coaxing? Did he mimic the kids on the show? Does he memorize songs easily? And does he run around the house singing them? Does he make up songs? Does he have an imaginary friend? If he's singing a song to the TV and you walk in, does he immediately start acting a little shy or does he continue and even face you while he's doing it? I know toddlers love to ask questions. I know my grandchildren do as my friend's grandchildren do. A million questions all day long. Here's where a test comes in. Try to gear their questioning over to television and the shows that they like and the songs that they know from TV and see if it sparks any interest to continue the conversation. If so, try to see how they feel about seeing other children on television and what their perception is of how the children got there. I remember interviewing a little girl one day. She was very precocious, very outgoing, spoke beautifully, great eye contact, certainly had the potential. I asked her if she'd like to be on television. All of a sudden, she looked a little nervous and she said, are they going to squish me into that little box? Oh, I I meant the box because years ago, the television was in a huge box, you know, like a big piece of furniture. Remember, back in the 80s, we didn't have flat screens. Children are very literal. Whatever you tell them, they're going to believe. So it's important for you to be aware of how they perceive things. I remember my own daughter was walking her way to a set to start shooting an episode of Sesame Street. I think she was about five. Right behind her was my two-year-old daughter trudging along. I quickly grabbed her and said, no, no, you can't go right now. You have to stay here because they're going to start to shoot. Well, she got so nervous and she said to me, do they use a gun? I know this may sound silly, but without knowing how they think, a wonderful experience can become a horror. Another example, back to my daughter, she was around four, I guess, early 80s. 
and was scheduled to do a scene with Barkley, this giant dog puppet. A lot of the characters on Sesame Street were people dressed in costumes, and Barkley was no exception. But he was huge. I can only describe it as a little child standing next to a full-grown elephant. My daughter was so afraid to go near him. I kept telling her he wasn't real, but that didn't help. But the kind Brian Mule, I'll never forget his name, who played Barkley, actually took off his head. A huge, not so easy feat, just to show my daughter that there was a real person inside, which from his performance indicated he had done this more than once. He was so nice and patient. So anyway, all was wonderful. She walked up to him, touched a paw. Everything was great. Then he put Barkley's head back on his real head, and we were right back at the beginning. She was petrified. Nope, never shot the scene, not with my daughter. They used someone else, which is show business. This would fall under rejection, which I am going to discuss at a later time in full. But think about this. Your child books a McDonald's commercial, and he's supposed to say, I love McDonald's, and then takes a big bite of this big, juicy burger. All of a sudden, the director decides that your son will now sit behind the kid that gets to say, I love McDonald's, and takes a big bite out of this big, juicy burger, which would have showed off Timmy's huge dimples. But now with this change, it will only show off Timmy's elbow. Will Timmy be devastated? Or will Timmy be okay with the fact that he's in a McDonald's commercial, no matter what position? Can he handle the rejection? Can you? And I must say that usually it's nothing the child did wrong, which made the director change positions. But it was better for the commercial, which is the bottom line. Has your child shown an interest in music? Even little ones. Some have such incredible rhythm. I watch them on TikTok all the time. Now, talking about TikTok, or shall I say, shooting videos. No one knows how many times that adorable little kid dancing was shot. Could have been the first time, could have been 15 tries later. But in this business, time is money. No one can or will hang around, so little Joey comes around. There are hundreds of other little Joeys waiting around for that break for that little part or big part, so no one will have to wait. I talk about my kids a lot because I literally learned about this business having them in it. And of course, as I had clients when I opened my agency, and that opened my eyes to a world of knowledge, I learned that parents are the most important part of having a successful child. No one knows your child as well as you do. I said, having been in the business for almost 40 years, I've seen it all. So let's get on with today's question. Does your child like to perform? Oh, we all love to show off our kids. <laughs> Look how Lily dances. Lily, come here. Sing, for your, sing your favorite song for Uncle Joe. Will your child happily perform for others without even having to ask them? Or do they have to be coaxed to get up in front of other people? Does she like to put on little shows with her friends? Does he audition for school plays? Does he volunteer to be in the color guard? 
Would your child be comfortable standing up in front of this class or the entire school for that matter, making a speech? Does he run for class office? Is he comfortable doing reports in front of his class? And does he look forward to them? Is he afraid to get up and speak his mind about something that concerns him? Does he immediately raise his hand when the teacher asks a question, or does he cringe and try to hide? Does your child want acting, dancing, singing, musical instrument instructions, or is it suggested by you? Your child should want to do this, want to perform, and want to sing in front of other people. Now, this is really going to throw you off, but is your child just naturally shy? Well, I've got really great news for you. Some of the most shyest people on this earth are major celebrities and fabulous actors. Why? Because it gives them an opportunity to deal with emotions and feelings that they normally wouldn't be able to do unless they were making believe they were someone else. Think about it. It's absolutely true. I would never base my opinion on a child's potential in this business based on how outgoing they were. Sometimes the most outgoing children are usually not made out for this business. Many times they're not interested in this industry, but just want to be silly or get attention. These particular children want to perform, but at inappropriate times like a movie theater, someone else's birthday party, you know, where they insist on blowing out the candles of another kid. You know the type of child I'm talking about. This is a very serious business, and there is no time for a child who doesn't take direction well or who can't handle rejection. Does your child express a desire to take singing, acting, dancing, or gymnastic lessons? A child who expresses interest in taking classes in the performing arts is a more motivated child to begin with and is more likely to be successful. And I mean in this business. If your child takes piano lessons, for example, does he constantly have to be reminded to practice or does he practice more than necessary? Has he indicated to you that the other kids tease him because he has to practice, but he wants to practice anyway? Does he have a million excuses not to go to lessons or does he look forward to them? Does he ask to take additional classes? Does his role models come from the fields he's studying? Does he fantasize about being a star? Okay, I get it. Children are not aware of gymnastics, singing lessons, acting classes, or anything for that matter. We as parents introduce them into their lives. And why not? We are offered opportunities that some of us never had and wanted. And who doesn't want their child to have what they didn't have growing up? I came to this country when I was three years old, back in 1949, on a huge ship with my parents and grandparents from Europe right after World War II. We landed in Philadelphia, and although I was three, I remembered we didn't speak English, only Hungarian. We were transported to Manhattan, where we lived for a few years. My father had a beautiful operatic voice, and I was told he sang in the Hungarian opera. My mom was a seamstress. She was able to get work in a factory, and my father got work as a baker, which is something he always knew how to do. By the way, we always had the best cake in the world. Oh. I remember going to the movies a lot because this is how we learned English. In fact, my father was so funny. He had so many funny stories. He came home one day and said to my mom, 
guess what? I know what my name is in English now. It's listen. Every few minutes, my boss would say to me, hey, listen, do this. Hey, listen, do that. I remember loving to sing as a little girl. I would sing on the subways, standing up on the benches in the trains next to my mom and singing my heart out. And I remember my favorite song to sing was a tisket, a tasket. I lost my yellow basket. Funny what you remember. I guess my parents wanted me to pursue something in show business because I remember being in a dancing school, learning ballet and tap. I loved it. Maybe I was four by then. But one day I just didn't feel well. I actually remember it like it was yesterday. Truth be told, I had to go to the bathroom. But I was either embarrassed to say that or just didn't know how. Remember, my English was terrible. So I sat on the floor watching everyone dance around me. When my mom came to pick me up, the teacher told her I didn't dance all day, but just sat there. My mom thought she had me in a place I didn't want to be and that I didn't like it. And we left, never to return. As I got older, I remember singing in local talent shows. But by that time, I was about 10. So it was an age I really couldn't be coaxed to do it. I wanted it. Not until my late teens did I start directing and producing shows in local churches and synagogues. Then I became a drama counselor at several sleepaway camps. So I can honestly say this was something that was in my blood, probably inherited from my talented dad. And you are not immune to your child's charms. So photogenic, so expressive, so gosh darn cute. You think about the times he has entertained family and friends by singing his favorite song or acting out his favorite story, heroically playing the caped crusader, slaying the dragon and saving the maiden. Maybe your child has even felt the calling. And while watching a group of kids run across the lawn, shouting some toothpaste secret ingredient or a cereal's potent sugar coating, and has told you right out, mom, I want to do that. As your child tells you this more and more often, and as you see with your own eyes how talented she seems to be, and more and more other people, heck, total strangers walk up to you just to comment on your kid's hair or skin or smile or just general gorgeousness. You can't help thinking the same thing every time you see the kids in that commercial. That could be my kid. But then you get a double attack of objectivity and reality and tell yourself, who am I kidding? Those kids are trained actors. Sure, they make lots of money, but obviously they sing and dance and act a lot better than Jason or Kelly or George. And they live in Hollywood and they've got connections I could never get. Like an uncle that just happens to own a movie studio. It's all who you know out there. Jason wouldn't stand a chance. I've got news for you. Connections, at least connections like that, have nothing to do with it. Your child doesn't have to be the embodiment of the Gerber baby and be able to sing like Taylor Swift, dance like Michael Jackson, or act like Meryl Streep. If your child wants to act in commercials, TV, theater, or movies, and you want him to do it, are you ready as parents to make the sacrifices and do the work necessary to make it happen? It can happen. Happens every single day to kids exactly like Carter and Ellie and Harley. Within months, your child could very well be the one in the toothpaste ad. 
even being shy, wearing braces, even lisping. And I will show you exactly how to do it. Did I get your attention? Over the years, my clients have been in television commercials, soap operas, major motion pictures, Broadway shows, series, and magazine ads. The parents of these now highly successful kids were just as uninformed, just as scared, just as ready to write off show business for their kids as you might be, because they couldn't believe their kids really had a chance either. I remember the mothers and fathers asking me, do you think my child will ever make a commercial? Do you think my child will ever work in a movie? Do you think my child will ever work? I would look at them and say, you know, one day you're going to turn on the television and every time you switch channels, your child is going to be in a commercial. One day you look at your child's bank account and realize that not only is his college paid for, but so is college for your other two kids paid for. And your child actor is only six years old. I guess it is very hard to believe that your child can actually work on television or be on a soap opera, star in a movie, model the latest fashion, or that your child could have college paid for by the time he or she is 10 years old. It can happen. And it does over and over again. And it's really not that difficult. What it takes is a positive attitude, patience, persistence, and taking advice from one who knows. Me, my podcast was created for those parents who want to get their children into show business and don't know how. Just listen to me, and I hope it helps you get your child into this lucrative and exciting industry. Show business may not be for everyone, but if you could handle the pace, it could be exciting and a rewarding experience for both you and your child. There are other reasons that I am making this podcast, and I felt it was very essential. I've interviewed hundreds of children and their parents and heard every detail of the trek towards the Hollywood Mecca and heard all the potholes they've run into along the way. And I'm still amazed how often parents are ripped off and how angry I get when I hear one of the sleazy stories. There are just too many horror stories of parents spending hundreds, even thousands of dollars and getting nothing for their money but a set of bad photographs. Many of you have probably been contacted at one time or another by a company claiming to have heard about how beautiful your child is. Perhaps they claim your child was recommended to them. They can't stress enough how talented they believe your child is and how beautiful. Here's how it works. By phone or by email, they'll call you to set up an appointment. Uh, you'll bring your child to meet them. And by the way, they probably didn't get a referral from a lo local talent agency or producer or manager unless you count birth announcements in the local paper as referrals. When you bring your child into the office, everyone you meet will be just full of remarks about how your child is so wonderful and your child is so beautiful and your child is so talented. And all you have to do is give them anywhere from a couple of hundred dollars to a couple of thousand dollars for pictures, acting classes, dancing lessons, and you're all set. And it seems like such a reasonable investment. Isn't your child worth it? Don't you want your child to succeed?
Don't you want your child to make oodles of money? Well, let's clear this up right now. First of all, nobody can promise you anything. Guarantees are like dinosaurs. They don't exist. And certainly nobody can promise you that your child will become a star or make more money than the average bank has lost. If your Michael becomes the next star, it will be up to you and your child and no one else. The only real promises in this business are those made by the managers and agents who will wind up representing your child. What they will promise is that they will work their hardest to help promote your child's career. That's it. And the ones who promise to do more, no matter how sincere they seem, and especially if they require upfront money to wave their magic wands, they are not out to help you, just their bank accounts. You can easily locate other ripoffs in your local newspapers, online, which probably has one or more ads for companies calling themselves a modeling agency or talent representatives, announcing that they are looking for new faces for commercials and major motion pictures. When you apply to one of these companies, it's the same story. You are told you need professional pictures, which of course they will be happy to shoot for you for another couple of thousand dollars or so. The end result is always the same. Another starry-eyed parent becomes a bit wiser and a lot more weary of the show business jungle. What these people are doing is not show business. It's just another con game. So let me repeat the first important lesson you must tattoo on your arm. There are no promises worth listening to, and there are no guarantees worth counting. In this business, you alone control how far your child will get, beginning with whom you select to represent your child and your willingness to make the time, energy, and sacrifices necessary to get your child into show business. Those are the only limiting factors. If I can help you eliminate the problems that can be encountered by taking on this life-changing path, it can be the difference in a successful career for your child or being totally turned off to it. A former client of mine, a very successful little girl, had a parent lift through one of the scams I mentioned earlier before coming to me. The mom signed with an agency that promised the world and did nothing for two years. Right off the bat, the pictures they took were so delayed in getting to her, the child no longer looked the same. It wouldn't have mattered if they were the greatest pictures because the child never went out on auditions. She was lost among the thousands of other bad pictures the scam artists had. Her mother kept calling and was always given some lame excuse. Fortunately for this little girl, the mom didn't give up and she became quite successful. It doesn't have to be a bad experience, but the odds are stacked against you because there's many crooks out there. They pose as photographers, managers, agents, and my favorite, hotshot Hollywood producers. My hope is that this podcast puts an end to all misconceptions about getting your child into show business. I will teach you everything I know, what to do, who you can trust, good reasons why you should do this or not consider this. Even if you happen to tune in accidentally and you've never even considered a career for your child in show business, let me say 
that the children who work in this industry just do extremely well in life. And I don't mean financially, although that could be the case. I mean, in school, in life, their reading levels increase because they are always reading and memorizing. Their writing skills increase as well. Their self-esteem skyrockets. And confidence levels, let me tell you a story. The way an audition is set up, and I'm talking about before COVID, the parents are left in the reception area and the child is taken into a room with the casting director, cameraman, maybe a producer or two, and asked to say his or her lines for the camera. One of my clients, a little six-year-old girl, was asked to audition for ABC. Just before the audition, the casting director asked her mother if she would like to sit in on the audition. This is very unusual, but the mother was thrilled because she had never really seen her daughter audition. So she sat quietly in the corner of the room and observed everything. She watched her daughter say her lines in front of six of the biggest executives at ABC. When she finished her lines, several of the people asked her a few questions about herself. Before this little six-year-old girl left the room, she went over to each and every adult, shook their hand and said, thank you. It was a pleasure meeting you. The mother said to me afterwards, you know, I was so nervous for her sitting there. And I'm thinking, my God, the president of ABC, the head of casting, this producer, that director, and my daughter, full of confidence, went over and shook everyone's hand and spoke to them as if she had known them her whole life. And it was no big deal. The truth of the matter is, it is no big deal. This little girl may not have stayed in show business, but I can guarantee you when she finishes college or finished college and applied for a job with the president of a huge corporation, it's going to be no big deal to her. She's grown up meeting people in high places. These skills are so essential and can only help them no matter what career they choose. Have you ever heard this? It's not normal for a child. <laughs> well, some people may feel this business is not a normal life for a child. What with the stress of auditions, the distractions of missing school and traveling, the temptations of money and fame. If you define normal as a predictable routine of school and home and an occasional extracurricular activity, then this business is absolutely not normal. Tune in to my next episode. I'll have some more questions you can ask yourself and your child, and I'll have some answers. Thanks for listening. Storygram Network. 